Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Woman of Faith. I am your host, Darianne Modalise, and I am so excited for tonight's episode. If you are new here, welcome to the family. If you are a regular listener, make sure you make the new people feel at home. Um, I know that a lot of you are used to just listening to me and not really being able to see me, but for season two, we are doing things a little differently, and we're adding our visual element to it as well. So if you are not already subscribe, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and all of the other platforms that we will be on so that you're able to see both the visual and um, the audio components of the episode. And also, you'll notice that it's not just me anymore for season two, that we are also having co-hosts with us. And so tonight, I am so excited to have my day ones, my best friends on to, to co-host the podcast with me tonight on a very important episode and a very important topic. So I'm going to have all of them introduce themselves individually and just say what they hope to bring to tonight's episode. So anybody can start. Hello, everyone. My name is Jasmine Grover. Um, what I hope to bring to the meeting tonight, I just, I hope anyone can relate to my experience, our experiences. I hope, you know, I just want y'all to enjoy yourselves. So. Hey, guys, I'm Ashuri. Um, I just want to talk about my, my experience as well. I just want to be relatable because everyone has their own things they go through and not everyone's picture perfect and, and is the same. So I just want to like, want to talk about how much fun I had in the church and how it correlates to my life now. So I hope you guys enjoy my memories. Um, hello everyone. My name is Alicia Edwards. Uh, I hope to bring to the table uh, just my experiences in the church as a child and also, the friendships that I built, um, the family that I made, um, and also as well as uh, life lessons that taught me a lot about just life and uh, also how to be close to God as well. All right. Well, thank y'all for agreeing to do this with me. And I'm just ready. Um, right now, you know, everybody seems like chill. But as soon as we get into the episode, you'll see that they're just as crazy, if not crazier than me. So let's go ahead <laughs> and get started. Also, um, some other guests may be joining us a little bit later. So um, there's that. So if you are a regular listener here, then you know that our first segment is called Help a Sister Out. But because we now have male listeners, I decided to change the name to Help D Help You just to make it gender neutral and to be able to include everyone. And so typically in this particular segment, I'll put a question or um, some type of prompt on Instagram for people to respond to just to make you feel like you're included in the topic. And it also helps to um, just give you more personal advice on some things that you may be going through as it pertains to the topic. So before we actually get started um, with the question that I asked, I want to have an icebreaker question. Everybody knows that I love a good icebreaker question, <laughs> um, just to loosen some things up. And so the question I want to pose to you guys is, what was one of your favorite memories from when we were growing up in church? Uh, 
besides eating good, I liked when I liked when we were we would go in the choir and sing. And you when you were in the choir, you could just see everybody that was in the church. And I used to be like, oh, who are these people that came in? Just seeing new guests and like just seeing everybody. I don't know. We just have a good view from the choir. So I like just seeing it during praise and worship them. It's just fun. And then like sneaking through the side door and I don't know. It was just fun in the beginning, just just the beginning of the service and just seeing everyone that's there so far. That was my best memory. So. I agree. I feel like the choir was definitely what brought us together as youth. Um, I feel like choir rehearsals always, uh, we were like a lot of the youth were like always joking around and like, you know, it just made the the whole choir closer together because we got to see who we were on the weekdays and not just on Sundays. And who couldn't and, sing. Huh? And who couldn't <laughs> sing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I liked Vacation Bible School when we were younger. I felt like it was more organized and more, like, um, like engaging for, like, young children and, like, youth. Like, I feel like we... Um, like we had different people from the community come join us and it was always nice to see those people every summer and you know I, I feel like I got to learn more about the bible stories and everything so that was a lot of fun growing up mm -hmm. um I think my favorite memories was probably oh if I just say it would probably be like our holidays um mm -hmm. so like Easter um and Christmas especially um when we had like the choir do like our the concerts I think mm -hmm. those are probably like my favorite favorite memories but um also as well as to piggyback off of what Jasmine said definitely vacation Bible school was one um another one was uh also when our well our old pastor past well our old pastor and his um first lady um used to come wearing like matching outfits yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I, that used to that right there like i remember they came in like a a baby blue like suit and she had on like a baby blue outfit and, yeah, oh my god cool. like that right there that just in our hat those for me, like all in one, that those are my favorite memories. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. That's okay. But yeah, I would agree like with all y'all. I think that my favorite memory growing up was just the time period from when we were like, I want to say like 12 to when I graduated high school. So like our whole teenage like experience, to me, that was just the best because for one, I don't know. I feel like we always all been together. So just to give you guys like some background, there's more of us. Um, there's a few more of us. I think three more of us. I can't even keep track right now. Um, but our church would always call us the clique because we were always together and we never allowed any new person, anybody else into our situation because that's just what it was like that's who we were and <laughs> we went to church together but a lot of us also went to school together or did other activities together so um that whole like time span of when we were like in youth group and just now starting to get into the youth choir which was like a big thing 
for us growing up. And then um, vacation Bible school, that was a time where all of us were actually in church together. Like everybody had their own thing going on, but we were all there together. Like nobody really missed um, services or anything like that compared to when we were younger. So I feel like just all of that from youth group to singing in the choir to the bonfires, that whole that Sunday whole school. long stretch of those years, that was my favorite time growing up. Sunday school too. You can't forget about Sunday yes, school. Yes, and Sunday school. When I did go. No, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> school, I went on a hiatus for a little while when it came to Sunday school. I didn't go no more. But <laughs> we'll talk more about that um later on in the episode. So I just wanted to um, pose that question just to loosen things up a little bit and just get our mind like geared into back in those memories so that we can elaborate more on them as we move on. So moving on to the next question, the question that I posed on Instagram was, how did growing up in church affect you now as an adult? And so this was like the main topic or the main reason why I decided to do this episode of the podcast in the first place, because even though we all grew up in church together at the same time, I think we all had a different experience and the way that we live our lives now as adults are also different as well. And I don't think that it's a bad thing at all. I just think it provides more perspective and it's a little bit more relatable to how other people who may be still trying to navigate the space that they're in now, if they are still growing up in church or if they're in that transition between being a church kid and now being an adult. So the question is, how did growing up in church affect you now as an adult? I'm going to read some of the positive responses first, and then we'll like talk about um, the responses that they gave. If you resonate with that. And if not, you can just say like some of your more um, positive experiences if it isn't on that level. So somebody said, it definitely gave me the foundation that I needed and that has carried me through my life. Another person said, good foundation. The next person said, my foundation and I'm thankful for it. Someone else said, I just carry myself differently because of it. And then um, the last response is church experiences gave me the foundation that I'll never part from. Like the scripture says, getting the gift of Jesus from my parents, taking me to church rather than sending me there was fire. She put fire emojis. (laughs) And I have a greater desire as an adult to be better and to pursue God diligently because I was taught that. So how are we feeling about that? Is there anything that we resonate with or is there something that um, you feel like should be added as far as your positive experience growing up in church and how it's affecting you now? Um, I can agree with the first two because mm-hmm. I feel like we were always taught to be kind to one another. And we were always like taught to like, like even like the simplest things like going out to the mall and handing out, you know, like, uh, church programs, stuff mm-hmm. like that, giving back to the community. We saw that at such a young age that it was kind of like instilled in us that it was just one of those things where it's just like at other churches, they may see that and they may do the exact same thing. Um, so I can definitely relate to having a foundation, whereas you know the difference between, you know, right and wrong. 
you know, kind of like you're, you know, being mature at a young age and also knowing, you know, like, nah, like I'm not finna do that. That don't seem right. No, like that's low key in my sense, in my, in, in me saying that's kind of God talking to you and kind of, you know, saying, nah, you shouldn't be here. So, um, yeah, I can agree with those two. I agree with Elasia and the responses. I feel like church set a good foundation for me because it did help me to be kinder to people. It helped me to be open-minded and more empathetic. Um, I feel like it helped me understand how important it is to have a relationship with God and not to um, fear that like the world kind of teaches you to, but to embrace that. And I feel like it teaches you to like be patient with other personality types, you know, because yeah. going to school like, and um, with other kids who aren't like you, you kind of have to learn to, you know, um, respect them. And I, I feel like going to church helped me realize that, um, you're going to have to meet different people in the world just like you are at church and you're going to have to learn how to talk with them and so mm -hmm. i feel like going to church helped me have a sense of family have a sense of you know um to pri prioritize like love god and you know just being a light in the world so yeah i definitely feel like going at a young age i got to see like um, what it's the fun and what it should be like and the good in it. I also got to see like people, like older people, I was young, what they were going through. And I'm like, why are they over there crying? Why are they over there like doing so much? But now like, now that I'm going through it now or living the life now, it's just, I know that there's hope or that positive things will come out of it. So seeing that at a young age and knowing that God has you then right now, I don't know, it affects me positively. So it makes me more patience in knowing that I'll be get, get through whatever I'm going through. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think, of course, church just set a good foundation in general. But I do think that the church that we all went to specifically was very family oriented, uh, sometimes a little too family oriented. But <laughs> um, it really taught me like the importance of having community and making sure that you are kind to people and that you treat everyone that you meet with the love of Christ, um, regardless of how you may feel about them or if they're a little bit different than you are. And I think that seeing, like Ashri said, some of the older members in church and just how they felt about God, it sparked an interest for me because um, growing up, I had never really experienced God for myself until I got to college. Like, my belief of God was always based in what I seen him do for my mom or what I seen him do for my dad or what I seen him do for other people in the church. So I just felt like he had to be real if he can do all of those things for those people. And even though um, I kind of looked at that as a bad thing growing up, and I'll explain later why, but now that I'm an adult, I just realized that that was just a seed that was planted to get me to where I am now, that it was me seeing the faith of others that put the faith in me. So I would definitely agree. Yeah. But let's get into some more um, of the contrary uh, effects that church has had. 
So someone said, I love growing up in church, but it's hard to find one that compares as an adult. Someone else said it was a good foundation, but maybe some unnecessary traditions that I may try to live by rather than the word. Another one says I had to unlearn a lot of judgmental habits. And the last one says, honestly, because of the way I grew up in church, it kept me away from it because of how judgmental and messy the older members can be. So what do we feel about that? <laughs> like all of that is, is there a level? Have you ever experienced a level of church hurt growing up? Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if I'm going to go first, yes. Um, because a little personal story about me, I was bad as a kid. Um, I, I, I was very bad. I was very outspoken. I didn't really, I didn't really take, like, I didn't really listen to anybody that wasn't my, my parents or that wasn't, like, important to me, like, that didn't have, like, until, probably, like, until, like, 12, because I didn't know what, like, the, like, I didn't know what family and what community, like, meant to me, like, how big it was, mm-hmm. um, and that's why, I didn't value, like, I value going to church, of course, and I value, you know, learning about God, but I didn't value the community that came with it. So I feel like, for me, I struggled with that because it was like, ah, yeah, here we go. Like, I don't want to go to, like, you know, I I, I do want to go to church, but I really don't want to see this person. Like, I don't want to see this person. I don't want to talk to that person. And it just, I remember one time I was walking in the church and I had my arms floated with my parents and my dad was like, unfold your arms. And I said, why? And he was like, because it blocks all the energy, all it blocks all uh, the positive energy that you're gonna get away. And it just, you put negative energy from your body language. So for oh. men, yeah, like it was, it was really spooky. Like it was really spooky. So every single time, like if I do like fold, in the church I kind of like unfold real quick because I feel like when you come into church yes obviously there's going to be judgment 100% that's just family family judge you regardless about what you wear the things you do to what you're doing at night to who you dating that's just family that's how family is and because it's so glamorified and probably like looked at as like you know like comedy wise on why you know this this we've looked at it as oh the church being judgmental but if you really look at it it's really people just being in their own nature they're just judging each other based off of what they don't have and what they may not have um or what they have and what they may not have um with that being said i feel like we have to kind of take that label off as the younger generation to kind of like just be open and just kind of like you know just kind of receive what we were going there for um and that's just 100 percent real i feel like we ought to take that away because we've been doing it too long it's we dragging it like we dragging it heavy we're, we're really dragging it so yeah just to be clear the label of being judgmental and messy uh yeah i feel like you know that's just us if I'm being completely honest, we, as like 
and it's like we all gonna be messy in a big old community of course we gonna have our own cliques of course you're gonna have the people that we talk to that we trust mm-hmm. of course you're gonna have the ones that you know we share our rumors with but messy i mean that's just that's just human that's just humans wanting to just talk just talk in a negative mindset um and it's it's sad that it has to be in a place that's so sacred and that we've grown up in and that some people have grown up in too um not specifically speaking on my church but uh with that being said yes you know be a messy is one thing but another is to place it where it's sacred and where you're receiving a message that's important to you and other people Mm. so yeah that's why i say we as our generation we have to kind of switch that and change that we are changing that i definitely think we are i feel like more churches are being more open and with welcoming arms um i don't know for me though the negative i feel like going to church I go every Sunday. It was fun. Like you have to find the fun in it. But sometimes I was like, "Can I sleep in?" So just like going constantly. Once I like started go when I got my first year in college, I was like, "Oh, I can break. I don't gotta go." I used to think. I used to think when school is out, church is out. I was like, "Oh, we don't gotta go." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Wait, we don't get a break from this too." So when I went to college in the first year, I like took a little break from it. But then I started to miss it, and then finally I went back in san diego oh well, the location that i was at and it was just it was refreshing i was like oh wow i missed it and just going to a, a different church it was it was different it was a different group of people i like meeting new people so a new surrounding and just seeing how other people learn and teach the word of god it was it was fun so i think just going constantly without like actually i like having a choice so as a child sometimes no. i didn't have a choice so now like i think now i can maybe miss a sunday or Watching online, just having the flexibility, it's just better, better for me, in my opinion. That was good. Um, that's I, I was gonna ask you, but you had already answered it. Like, if it was different now that um, you're an adult, do you feel like it's still trivial to go to church every single Sunday? Um, whereas, like when you were a kid, it was like I have to go whenever they tell me to go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. My grandma, yeah. my parents used to be. We used to be going to church, and my grandpa was then watching it on the TV or on the computer. I'm like, Mom, like, why can't we watch it on the computer? She was like, mm-hmm. no, no. So now I'll be watching it on my phone, on the screen, Hallelujah, in my bed. So I, I like it. I feel like I'm still receiving the message, but when I do have the, when I don't work or have the ability to go, I'm gonna go. But I, I like the flexibility for sure. And what about you, Jazz? I agree with both of what you guys have said. I feel like it's easy for people to be judgmental at church because if you go to a close-knit church where everybody knows each other, you know, everybody treats each other like family. So there's no boundaries or there's no limitations on what people can say to you or how they can treat you. I feel like as a child, I wish I would have more boundaries with people at church because I feel like Mm -hmm. I wasn't really seen as who I was. I feel like people were perceiving me based on who my family was and like, you know, um, based on like, I feel like at church there's like perceptions about different statuses and, you know, people get grouped in that. And, you know, with as kids, I feel like children aren't really 
um, really told to speak up. They're really quieted about what they go through and how they feel. And I feel like me, I was, I, I'm more introverted. So growing up, I was more on the quiet side. So people kind of just perceived me however they wanted me to be. But I feel like, um, let's see, for me, I, I'm glad that I have a deeper relationship with God now because I feel like I relate to you, Darian, about the whole finding God more in college because I feel like when I was younger going to church, I did have a relationship with God, but it wasn't based on like me personally. I feel like I feel like I had to separate my me from my family and me from the church members to understand who God was for me because I had everybody in my face as a child telling me who God was. And, and, you know, I had questions. I always questioned everything. And some of my questions were answered. And, you know, I felt like I couldn't really, I didn't really know my place at church because mm. in the choir, I didn't have a choice. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I have anxiety, so I don't like to be in front of people, but I didn't really have a choice. And I don't regret any of that because all of those um, made me a part of who I am today. But I feel like children should be taught about the positions in the church and they should be given a choice because each thing in the church is a calling. You know, not everybody's called to be a singer. Everybody's called to be an usher. <laughs> you know, I feel like I was at every position in the church. like. You know, yes. <laughs> I didn't really um, understand it, you know, even getting baptized. I just felt like I was getting baptized and, you know, getting dunked in the water. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> but I don't regret the thing. I appreciate what I've been through at the church and meeting the people that I did because it helped me understand that Christians are no no different than the people in the world because we are still imperfect yes we have a relationship with god and yes um yes we have expectations to live up to but we shouldn't live up to perfection or you know we shouldn't act holier than thou or act like we're better than people and you know once i had to let go of all of the images that people had of me it made me understand that god um accepts you as you are you don't have to you can you can be flawless i mean you can have flaws <laughs> you know and um so i definitely agree with the responses because i feel like sometimes in church um learning about god um can get pushed aside and people can focus on labels and like you know just everything else but I definitely agree that growing up in the church does have its has its cons growing up because as a as a youth you don't really know who you are and people are watching you grow up. I mean, we I, I had to grow up through all of my embarrassing times at the church. Like, you know, I remember like just as a young girl going through puberty, like that's embarrassing. <laughs> like, you know, so I'm proud of us for getting through all of those phases and like being in front of people and being watched but at the same time i realized that those people who are watching us also loved us and you know they care so it it has this flip coin you know mm -hmm. yeah 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 i would definitely agree with all y'all i mean i was there with y'all so <laughs> i know like what it was but i think um 
for me, I didn't experience church hurt directly. Um, yes, my feelings were hurt a few times uh, by a few people, but I mean, that happens. But I think for me, the church hurt that I experienced was like hanging with y'all or just some of the people that um, we also grew up around that weren't really our age, but just around like seeing how mm -hmm. they were handled or um, mm -hmm. because they were different or some of um, the ladies in the church who may have gotten pregnant and then all of a sudden they're getting sit down. But the men who also had kids, they nobody was saying nothing to them type situation or um, just like the the pressure that it was on us because we were in church and we were in such a, a tight knit community. It was like eyes were everywhere, even outside of church. If I'm walking across the street just from my school because it's down the street from the church, I got people hunking at me like, why are you walking with this boy? Or I see you or they reported to my mom and dad like I see Mary and she was doing X, Y and Z. And it couldn't even have been nothing bad. But just because of the fact that like now they know it's like, oh, my gosh, like I can't escape. Like I can't do anything wrong. I feel like I always have eyes on me. And that was something that like translated into me going to college which is why I chose to go to college where I didn't know nobody because I wanted the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do without being judged whether it was right or wrong I just wanted to have the freedom to make a mistake without worrying about everybody witnessing my mistakes and I feel like because um I don't know about y'all but like I know we all grew up together but it was just, I feel like it was just different for me. Like I was just always put like front and center for every single thing. And I just had this perception about me, this good girl perception. Miss Yes. And that was a lot of pressure because for one, I was a little bit different outside of the church. Y'all knew y'all was friends with me. So it was what it was, but it was that like pressure of like, oh my gosh, being like, they're going to find out or what if I slip up and do something? And then now it's like the whole church is going to know. Like, I remember I would get in trouble or like I would do something, get a C or something on my report card because <laughs> they was always announcing me being on the honor roll. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I didn't got to see, even though I'm still on the honor roll, I just feel like oh my gosh, the church is going to know, like, I'm going to get in trouble. Pastor is going to know, or they're going to tell pastor and it's going to be all bad. So like just yeah. that pressure, like of being in the spotlight or being around church people who have so much say in your life was something that was difficult for me. Yeah. And I, I think that, oh, go ahead. I, I don't, I don't know. I get you and Jasmine. I feel like, and maybe a little bit of laser, you guys are definitely seen as like little innocent, da -da, but like, and like basically you're his family wise, but like I feel like since my dad is like who he is, I don't have that much of a stress factor. They don't expect me to be so innocent or quiet. So I was I feel like I lucked out on that end because and I was not afraid to tell people no when they asked me to do stuff because I was like, I don't I don't I'm sure you singing a solo. No, I'm not singing a solo. What do I look like singing a solo? Y'all went to church to laugh in front of my face. So I feel like I, I didn't have the expectations that you guys had. I'm grateful for it. I'm sorry if you guys did, but I'm just feel like I'm very grateful that I didn't have to do that. I don't even know. I don't even, I would, can't imagine how you guys felt. Because. Yeah, the, the, 
the expectation for me, it was just, it was crazy. When I started, everybody found out that I started playing basketball. They, like, wanted me to be, like, my sister. Like, it, it was just, like, it was, they started, like, coming to my games. They started, like, reading up on the paper about me. And then, like, when I would come home from college, it would be like, oh, are you still playing basketball? I'm like, bro, can I come to church and praise God? <laughs> like, I just can't, I, I literally just, I woke up this morning and I just came to church and just wanted to come to church. I didn't want to have a conversation about a place, nor I don't. Like, I, it's, it's that, like, unnecessary thing. Like, yes, you can be nosy, but just be low-key with it. Like, because you don't know what that other person, how the other person may perceive it. And now you put in expectations on people where it don't really need to be needed. Like, for me, like, I I dreaded having basketball conversations. I dreaded them because it was just like, I don't like being compared to my sister, nor am mm -hmm. I that basketball girl. Like, mm -hmm. just because, like, just because, like, oh, yeah, like, I play basketball does not mean that like, I fit under that category of being sporty. Like, I'm probably the most laziest person you'll ever meet the most laziest person you will ever meet and i i'm probably the most athletic person you'll you'll ever meet it's weird but you don't know that because you guys would rather see me as the sporty girl rather than just me being myself or the bad girl one of the one of the three one one of the like just just one of the three just could just pick one just pick one but i dreaded those conversations dreaded them so let's talk about that. Like when it came to just the authoritative, I guess, figures in the church or just the older people, how do you feel like that dynamic was between them and us? Because I feel like now we're in a place where we are adults now um, and we're we probably would have like the opportunity to step into that role now as like the adults of the church, but those adults are still like around and they still see us like as kids now, which is fine. But how was that like growing up? How do you think that dynamic was? Do you think it was cool? Is Were there some things we need to change like moving forward? How do you feel? Definitely had to bite my tongue and then get in the car and talk to my mom because no, <laughs> that's just how it was for me. So I was like, I just remember just being like, okay, if I get in the car with my mom, she had the nerve. But I just feel like, like I don't know, people, there's just respect goes both ways. I get you're older and you, I don't know, you just been here longer. But again, if I want to do something and I feel like I know it's not for me and I know I probably won't do good in it don't force me so i don't know but you just smile and put a nice up okay so i don't know i but if we were put in the if we were have to be put in the role now i definitely would be more understanding and hear people out and not mm -hmm. force people to do what they don't want to do like you gotta listen actually be a proactive listener and see what people like to do I don't know. yeah i honestly felt like i had to be perfect at church and honestly i still have those same tendencies like you know of people pleasing you know it's so bad like when i get around people that have watched me throughout my years of growing up i have like the natural tendency to kind of you know get into character and what, what i mean by that is like 
you know, trying to be more polite, trying to not say something that that's going to offend them or, you know, um, trying to police my own behavior. And I think there's a difference between being kind and being nice. You know, I wasn't really taught the difference between being kind and being nice. I'm trying to be kinder now, but I feel like I was just taught to be nice. And that just means that you're not really doing it from your heart, but you're doing it for a motivation. And mm. I feel like the elderly or like people older than us at the church, I just felt like I was always being watched. Like I just felt like I couldn't really do or breathe that much. And um, I, I, like I said, I think there needs to be boundaries. I think there needs to be a separation of like, um, you know, because I feel like I feel like when I was younger, people would just come into come and say things to me about my parents, about my family, about my sisters, and I was always being compared to my sisters and like other people of the church. Like, just I feel like we were always being compared to all the youth like especially the mm -hmm. girls i feel like the guys not that much but girls were always being compared to each other like who had the longest hair or who could sing good or like who had the prettiest dress and i never really cared about those things and i feel like as a girl sometimes you internalize that and mm -hmm. you know like i didn't understand that the whole thing with jealousy and stuff because i feel like i would be sometimes um I would have like these feelings of like what people would put in my head on how I'm supposed to be and how I actually am. And I had to learn that, you know, everybody at church is growing spiritually too. None of us are perfect. I used to think that the elderly were so perfect and, you know, everybody had it all together. But as you get older, you realize like, okay, like, you're constantly growing and changing and like you don't have it figured out at any point mm -hmm. of your life. You just have to trust in God. That's the only way that we have a sense of life. I mean, like a sense of direction. And when you realize that sometimes people just have things to talk about, just to talk about, then you just, you can let it go. So I just feel like there was so much attention on all of this official titles and, you know, things that, should care like should matter less it really mm -hmm. the church foundation should really be focusing on how to grow your faith and how to establish healthy relationships instead of establishing relationships that are more focused on um i don't know like gossip and you know stuff like that so yeah i would definitely agree with that i feel like at first, and I still kind of feel this way, I do think they were people in the church who were legitimately concerned and like looking out for our best interests. Um, because I feel like our uh, former pastor, he set that pretense, like when it came to the church, like when you come to the church, you belong to me. And um, I'm, I, I look to you as family, not just like a member like I want to get to know you individually and I feel like a lot of the members in the church even though he was saying that I feel like they kind of was like okay yeah me too I'm gonna say that too <laughs> like I feel like we're like you're mine and we're family and so I understood um some of the correction um that I experienced growing up but then at the same time it's like when I really needed the adults to be around in my life they weren't there so it's like, was this really concern or 
was this just like something that you felt the need to do? Um, and I'll just use the, the example, like, um, because everybody was so watchful, like at church, I didn't really like trust adults like that growing up. I was just like, I feel like if I come to you with anything, my mom is going to find out or my dad is going to find out. Like there was no um, adult there that I felt like I could 100% trust with like some of the things that I needed to get off my chest. And that was something that was hard for me because like when my parents went through their divorce, I felt like I couldn't tell nobody. Like I didn't even tell y'all for I don't know how long years. And I was just like, well, they'll figure it out or it'll come out. But at that time, I really needed somebody to talk to. Like I really needed to be able to get those feelings out and trust enough that I can say it honestly without somebody going back and forth, like to my parents and telling them or um, using that as an excuse as to why I may be acting differently and then taking that moment to chastise me or in the other sense, like, yeah, I'm going to talk to her, but I'm really trying to fish for information instead of just like really being there to like give my concern and give my best advice. And so I feel like going forward, like now that I am an adult and if I do have influence on the younger generation of whatever church I decide to go to, I want to create that open dialogue and not this like, I'm above you and whatever I say goes and I'm holier than thou like type of pretense that a lot of the adults created. And that's part of the reason why I have this podcast today, because, yeah, I'm going to give you the real and I'm going to tell you how I feel like God is telling us that we're supposed to live our lives. But at the same time, I'm going to let you know that I'm not perfect and I'm not going to present myself in a way that makes me not reachable or relatable, if that makes sense. And so I feel like moving forward or as the new generation church, church saints, whatever you want to call it, we have to do a better job of, yes, leading by example, showing that this is there is a way to live and there's a way not to live. But also, I've been young before, too, and I've made these mistakes or I just made these mistakes because that's what I did. Um, so, yeah, I think that the church could do a better job with that. Um, I was going to say, well, I had, a, I looking at a different, I would say, um, one, because my mom was so involved with the church. She's been involved before I was born. Um, not, in, not as involved as your parents, Jasmine, but, um, my mom has been truly involved. And so, uh, I did have an older person that I did look out to and like every single time that I did get in trouble. Yes, because yet again, everyone I was bad. Um, I would go to her office. And so this is around the time that when she passed away, I had struggled because I didn't really have anybody to like talk to because she had passed away from breast cancer. Uh, and so if, well, we can't say names, but um, so I saw myself kind of getting unmotivated and like uncomfortable with, because I will always go into her office and like mm -hmm. just, you know, chill with her and talk to her and, you know, just see how she was doing. And I will always, you know, give my life lessons. But as a kid, I looked up to her and then this is when I had decided to go 
league where I left church and then I left and played basketball. And that was kind of like the last thing that we had talked about. And she kind of inspired me to play basketball and to continue to play basketball as well. And so that's when I kind of like left for a long period of time and didn't like sing because I enjoyed singing, you know, in the choir. But when she passed away, struggled with, you know, communicating with people and then found basketball was my escape. So I just kind of just was like, eh. But with that being said, yes, like the older generation, we do have to be completely honest with the newer generation because they know a lot of things. Like they, they already know a lot of things that they're just questioning to see for reassurance. Um, and so a lot of the times I feel like we try when we, on Sunday and we they said it a lot, like we will go party on Saturday and then we will dress up for church. But I'm starting, the more that I get older, the more that I see that that's starting to be true. Like that quote has, has I used to laugh at it because I'm like, well, huh, I, you know, I went to a party on Saturday, you know, and I would kind of feel bad because I'm like, dang, like, how you know my life like that? But, you know, but it's true because we have to literally prepare ourselves into one outfit to the next and then prepare ourselves to put a front on to talk to other people and to talk, you know, negatively about other people when they can just be all love. And I didn't see that until I left for college, how different my church was than other and how much love was given and expressed as well in the message. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's good that you pointed that out. I think that's probably going to have to be like, a part two or something just talking about um the whole partying or like just how we should carry ourselves what it means to be able to live life as a christian because i do think there's a lot of um things with that as well that were that could have been taught a little differently like you know i don't think all partying is bad if that's just my opinion um, but I do think that we could we could do a better job at explaining that a little bit more so that people feel like they're able to still live life and be a Christian and not feel like, oh, my gosh, being a Christian means that it's boring or that I'm not able to live life like others, which is true. But there's a line that can be blurred as well with that. So, yeah, I appreciate all of the responses that you guys gave. We're going to move on to our next segment. Um, just to close that part out, which is our cake and punch segment. Now, y'all who know like what the cake and punch segment is modeled after, these are the people who lived it with me and they'll be able to tell you the truth about it. <laughs> um, after every event that we had at church, if it wasn't a full course meal, it was cake and that church punch that, that punch. everybody knows punch is like to die for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes okay i don't know if all the other churches make it like that but our church punch is definitely legendary okay <laughs> but um that cake and punch like of course we would be mad like dang where the food at like we really wanted the good food but the cake and punch still did what it had to do um and it held us over until we were able to get the real meal that um, we wanted. And so essentially that's what this segment is for. This podcast is not like your typical Bible study or your Sunday sermon. So I'm not going to give you all of this context and all of the scripture, but 
I do want to leave you with a little something just until we meet again the next week or until you're able to actually go home and read the word for yourself. So I'm going to ask these questions first before I read our scripture just to get like your overall consensus because I feel like although yes there are some things we could change about church there's a lot of things that I feel like we need to do moving forward now that we are the adults in this situation and we have the choice to make sure that the patterns don't continue to the next generations or the generations to follow but I feel like overall us growing up in church really laid that foundation for who we are as people. I think all of us on here are doing a pretty good job <laughs> as adults right now, even if it's not where we really want to be. Like we're not out here wowing. We're not out here just doing the most. Like we're actually being productive adults. And um, I don't think that there's anybody in the world that can say anything differently um, just based on who you talk to. And so I want to know from you guys, do you feel like growing up in church set a firm foundation for which you have built adults you on? Or do you believe you would have been better without it? And you could be honest. I, I It definitely helped me. If I would, I, I'd be a different person if I was in church. I'd probably be bad doing who knows what. But I, I it's taught me what was right and wrong. Like the basic, the basic right and wrong, treat a person right. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I don't know. Just basic common stuff. So it's definitely set a foundation. I'll go by it forever. Um, but without it, well, I mean, my mom and them taught me well, too. So I would say I think I'd be good, though. I think. But without it, I'd be different for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, church definitely laid a good foundation for me in adulthood. Um, like Ashree said, I feel like without it, I would really just be doing what I would want to do because like honestly I feel like with God like God really grounds me because mm -hmm. I want to say what I want to say I want to do what I want to do I want to you know and like God um I had to learn that God isn't this master like overbearing like I mean like you know like because I used to be so afraid because I used to have like this this painting of Jesus over my um over my bed as a young child and I used to always be so afraid like looking up and just afraid to do anything you know but like the relationship that I have with God like we're really close we we conversate and pray like I pray to God every day so I learned that um God is my friend and he's like my father and like you know and I feel like I wouldn't really understand that without the foundation of church because church really brought unity and just the basics of how I'm supposed to live my life, you know? And um, I feel like without church, I wouldn't really have a sense of community. I wouldn't really, um, you know, I feel like, especially going to like a black church as a young child, like as a young child, I think that's important too. Cause mm -hmm. I, I got to learn, you know, we had Black History Month and like we, you know, like, I don't know, Black churches are different. Like, so like, mm -hmm. I just, I appreciated that learning about my culture and being, I feel like it made me appreciate who I am as a Black woman. So, yes. Um, man, church built bricks. I mean, it laid down bricks for me. 
if I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, it laid down a lot of bricks on how to be a, for one, a woman of God, if I'm being honest, because we all adults. Um, also as well, how to have, like, how to appreciate the relationship that you have with God. Like, you don't need the finer things. You just need yourself. Um, and I feel like if I would have been told that a long time ago, things would have been easier uh, for me. But I feel like growing up in a community, especially a Black one, like Jasmine said, you know, that was that was the uh, thing I can't, I lost my train of thought. The thumb on the nail for me. Um, but so... I mean, with that being said, yeah, growing up in a black church was amazing. Like I said, from seeing, you could see anything. You could see from the finer hats to the 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 baseball caps. I don't know. Like the black churches are just amazing, and that's what all positivity being said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree. So now that like we understand, you feel like it built a solid foundation for the most part. Will you carry on this tradition when you have your own family? Um, Yes or no? Or are there some things that you would change along the way? Like, what do you think that will look like for you and your future kids? Uh, For me, um, I, I definitely will have my kids go to church, but... I will have boundaries with people when I have children. You know, I'm not letting people talk to my kids any kind of way. I'm not not dealing with all that. Um, I want to give my kids choices about what they want to partake in at church. Let them explore their personalities and, like, see what best fits them, you know, um, because, not like I said, everybody can – everybody has a certain role to, you know, playing at church. And – I also want them to be feel free to ask questions and also I feel like like the whole going to church every Sunday I, I, I do think that's important but I don't think people should be should be ridiculed if they don't go every Sunday like I mm-hmm. feel like what's important is a relationship and I cannot tell someone how the relationship is with God you know um, but as I raise kids, yes, I do want to lay that foundation of going to church every Sunday because I feel like that really helped me stay grounded because I always grew up with um, the going to church every Sunday, not because it was like a rule, but because I'm respecting God. You know, mm-hmm. this is my time for God. And even though I, yeah, I had a million excuses about why I felt what I felt about going as I got older, I realized that it's important as like, you know, accomplishing your your schoolwork or, you know, because honestly, without God, I wouldn't be where I am or who I am today. So I definitely think going to church is important, not because it's something that we're expected to do, but it's because it's supposed to be, um, it's supposed to be a day where we dedicate ourselves to God and, you know, grow ourselves spiritually. So, Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely, I will have my child go to church. Not, I mean, I would say every Sunday because I probably won't want to go every Sunday, but I will still have that ingrained in them. I feel like I want to, I will also make sure that 
my child likes the church and it's not fun and it's not a boring thing. Like I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed going to church and everything, but just making sure that they benefit somehow just as much as I would from the church. So that's something that I feel like I would try to focus on more, but definitely want to have that, that um, foundation built for them just as much as it was built for me. So definitely want to keep that there as well. What about you, Lay? You going to bring your children to church? <laughs> Girl, yeah, I'm going to have to. I mean, if they created by me, then yeah. I don't know what I'm getting. But uh, yeah, I would definitely bring my you know children to church, have them uh, instilled in it. But I feel like with Jasmine saying, like, you know, the boundaries, you know, it's okay if you don't want to get baptized right now. Like, you don't have to get baptized at a young age. Like, it's okay if you don't want to go to vacation Bible school because you got to do this. Like, it's okay because it's still always going to be there. Um, and, you know, with that being said, I feel like, you know, it's going to be a church where I benefit from it too as well, like Ashri said. Uh, and, and also, you know, like them having their options and, you know, having boundaries set um, mm-hmm. that are agreeable and um, that are not, you know, ridiculed. You're not being ridiculed for it because it is your choice. And um, at the end of the day, when you turn to adult, it is your choice to believe what you want to believe in. Um, I can't stop you from that. So, Yeah, I definitely agree. Um my kids are definitely going to church every Sunday. <laughs> They're going to go every single Sunday. Um, but I do believe in giving them a choice as far as what they want to be involved in at the church. Of course, I feel like I will make them try at least everything out. But if they tell me like, you know, mom, this is something that I don't want to do. Or if I can see like, you know, this isn't really where they fit, then I'll make sure that they don't have to do that. They can just come to church and focus on the real reason behind why we're coming to church, which is to learn about God and to uh, build that relationship with him. Because I do agree with Jasmine, like, even for me growing up, even though I can sing, I still don't feel like I'm supposed to be in the front. Like, it just gives me a lot of anxiety. Like I get nervous even to this day. And I've been singing in that church since I don't know how long. And my nerves just get the best of me, which I hate. But I just don't think everybody is meant to be the lead. Everybody's not meant to lead praise and worship. There are some people who are good for the background. And I feel like that's that's me. I feel like I'm really good with the background. <laughs> and if you pass me the mic, I can still do what needs to be done. But I just don't feel like... I really belong in the front. That's just how I feel. So I can definitely understand like what it's like to like be told to do things that you not that you might not necessarily want to do. And I even still struggle with that. Now as an adult, I feel like I can't say no or I feel like I have this obligation to do the things that I've been doing forever just because of the fact that I've been doing them. Um and so I feel like when I do have a family that I'm going to make sure that I nurture that as much as possible and not force so many things on them and also set boundaries with other adults. Um, Because I do feel like, yes, they need to have um, be in community and they should have the respect level um, for the elder adults. But at the same time, I feel like when it comes to just the correction that that should be handled by me. 
that's just how I feel and their father, whoever that will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of the things that I feel like I would set in place, but definitely will be raising my kids on, um, a Christ filled foundation and they will be going to church. Um, I think there was one more question I want to ask. Oh, so like Ashri was talking about, um, going to church every single Sunday, how do we feel about that? Like, I I have a new perspective when it comes to going to church. Like, the pandemic has really um, shaped my perspective in a different way. I am understanding when they say that the church really lives inside of us and that um, it's up to us to really seek God for ourselves, that we don't have to be physically in a building to do that. But I do also um, believe that it is important that we go to the building and spend some time with God just because of the fact that he's done so much for us and has invested so much time and energy and everything that we have going on. But how do you guys feel about that? Do you think going to church every single Sunday is really like what we are supposed to do? Or how do you feel about that? Yeah. I, I'm just like, since now that I work in my, my like profession area, game days are on Sunday. So I feel like it is, I, as long as I could go sometime or connect with God sometime throughout that week, I feel like that's important. Like I, I, sometimes my Sundays are so busy. So like, maybe I'll listen to my sermon from that Sunday on Wednesday. I don't know. I just feel like as long as I knock it out and connect, then that's okay. So, I mean, every Sunday, it's, I don't think it's reasonable. I don't know what the future holds, man. Maybe, I don't know. But I, I think at least a certain amount of times a month, but I don't, I don't know. It's just based on your lifestyle, but I definitely will try to go as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you should, obviously that connection and going there physically. That's why I like going in, um, in San Diego. Like when I go, I'm like, oh my God, after the pandemic, I went probably like, a couple of times I'm like, oh my God, I miss it. Like it's a, it brings such a great feeling just being there. Praise mm-hmm. and worship is like my favorite part. So that just, I know I want to partake in that. I don't know yeah. how often I'll probably get the chance to, but I know that feeling is amazing. So I definitely will try to get my children to do that as much as we can. I feel, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I honestly have mixed emotions about it because when I was in school, I was like watching church online and I felt like, um, you get comfortable with watching things on, I mean, church online, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it is important to go to church in person because that whole experience is totally different. Like yeah. greeting people, seeing people face to face, hearing the music face to face. And just, I feel like I get more engaged when I go to, go into person. Um, so if I had to choose, I, I would say, yes, I think going to church is important every Sunday only because, um, I feel like that is what is closer to what God would want for us because I feel like if I had to choose, I feel like if it were up to me, I'd probably just go whenever I felt like what was best. But honestly, when you create a routine of going to church, then it's easier because I feel like whenever I would um, attend service like online, I would kind of get so easy. Like I I would, be more relaxed about it. And I wouldn't take it as serious. You know, I would probably push mm-hmm. it off and be like, oh, I got homework today or I'm doing this. But when you create a routine and you realize that God is first above everything else. But I don't agree with how 
with judging people or assuming things about other people's lifestyle just because they don't go to church every Sunday. Like, I do mm -hmm. think that's a choice, just like Christianity is a choice and believing in God is a choice because we are all subjected to God. So I, I do believe that going to church is vital every Sunday, but I do not believe in, like, you know, um, being so judgmental for people who don't choose that, so... Um, I agree. I feel like the sanctuary is, is a sacred place. Like when you go, you just kind of feel, even when you don't, like, even when you go like in the sanctuary by yourself. Um, but like Jasmine said, it is, it's comfortable to be online because you're in your bed, you're in your own space. You could praise and worship. You could jump around, not be judged. Um, so I mean, it looks like, you know, we are going to probably be online for much longer, but I do and I would encourage everybody to go out to the to the sanctuary at least once to mm -hmm. at least feel the presence of God because it is, excuse me, I'm eating, sorry, sorry, so sorry, um, but to go and experience the presence of God because it's, it's very strong and it's, it's something that everybody needs, especially in a rough time. Um, and so with that being said, you know, like, yeah, you can, you can definitely go online, but, you know, to the sanctuary, if, if times do come to that time being, then most definitely go. Um, so yeah, I, I just like to say that. Yeah, I definitely agree <laughs> with everything that you guys said. I do think that it's very important that you at least go um to the church you really strive to go to the church in person because like i said there's power in community um the key is just to find the right community for you and so i will encourage you if you are if you have come accustomed to bedside baptist and you don't want to go to church anymore after this pandemic i just really consider that like you try to change your mind about that and find the right community for you because it's just nothing like being amongst other godly people who have the same goals um, as you and just being within that family-oriented um, environment. So I'm going to read this scripture before we close out um, that comes to mind just when I think about having a solid foundation because even though, yes, there were a lot of hiccups, like I said before, just growing up, I think just us being introduced to God at such a young age and um, growing up in the church that we grew up in, because I feel like our church back then was just, there was nothing like it. Like I have not been to a church that was as invested in their members. Well, where the leadership was as invested in their leaders and cared so much about their well-being like our former pastor did. Um, like there was just nothing to describe that feeling. And um, although he has passed now, I feel like we can definitely miss his presence and like some of the, the key principles that he instilled in the church kind of just left with him. And so I think that when you find a church that is family oriented like that, you just have a different experience and it really lays the foundation for 
who you decide to become as an adult. So I'm going to read this scripture and then um, you guys let me know what you think about it. If you have any thoughts, I'll say a few words and then we'll pray out. So the scripture is Luke chapter 6, 43 through 49. It's the message version. I don't know why, but the message version has just really been doing it for me this season. But it says, you don't get wormy apples off a healthy tree, nor good apples off a diseased tree. The health of the apples tell the health of the tree. You must begin with your own life giving with your own life giving lives. It's who you are, not what you say and do that counts. Your true being brims over into true words and deeds. Why are you so polite with me, always saying yes, sir, and that's right, sir, but never doing a thing I tell you? These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build a life on. If you work the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. When the river burst its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. It was built to last. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen river came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. Do we have any thoughts about the scripture? No, it's like your words are definitely powerful. It's like saying your affirmations and all of that. Um, but like you can say everything and say all this stuff, but if you don't like put action to it or work towards it, it's pointless. So I just feel like definitely will think about that more and think about what I want and in life in general and um just go after what I want and be about it and not just say it. So I definitely needed to hear that for sure. Yeah, yeah I definitely agree. I also feel like it relates to the whole um theme of like, you know, growing up in the church because um like having a, a foundation in the church is nothing without understanding that um, if you don't actually live out what we actually preach, then it's nothing. Like faith, like I, I've always heard this my whole life, like faith without works is nothing. So mm -hmm. you have to be about it and, you know, live out the life that you say that you actually want to live and be who that person that you say that you want to be. So, yeah, I agree with all of what you said. And just to add on to that because of the fact that our foundation was in the church um i think that regardless of the experiences that we had in the church we have to use that foundation and use the word and work it into our lives in order for us to have that stability that we need as an adults because like the scripture says um if you're like the dumb uh carpenter and you skip the foundation then your house or whatever you build is shaky. Whereas the smart carpenter who built the foundation on good ground, his house or whatever he built was super stable against all the winds and the currents. And so I feel like if we just apply this word to our life and we continue to build all of the other generations on this solid foundation as well, there's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that will come our way in this world that will be able to lift that foundation. 
And so I just want to thank you guys for coming on this episode. Um, I didn't explain to y'all the reason why I chose to wear red, um, but I'm going to explain it now. So I don't know if y'all remember, but back in the day when we were singing in the kids choir, Miss Childs, or I wasn't supposed to say her name, but it's fine. Miss Childs, <laughs> she would always tell us to wear red shirts, like a red turtleneck and black bottoms. And I think it's ironic. And I'm so mad that I didn't find the picture before um, I got on here. But in the picture, it has all of us, even the people who were uh, who are missing, Barack Kennedy and Elise. It had all of us in the picture. And guess who wasn't wearing the red sweater and who's not wearing the red sweater today? And I'm so mad that I didn't find that picture. But, um, yeah, I thought it would just be fun to reminisce on our childhood um, by wearing the red shirts. Um, and so that was the reason behind that. But again, I thank you all for just agreeing to come on the podcast um, and just reminisce over our childhood. Um, there probably will be more episodes, I don't know, where I'll include y'all. And hopefully next time, Alasia will abide by the the rules next time. <laughs> but um, other than that, I hope everyone who listened enjoys the episode. And I just hope that you gained something from it and that you were able to relate. But also... To just see that, you know, growing up in church was not that bad. And that mm -hmm. because of it, we are doing just fine now. So would anybody like to pray us out? How about the girl munching over there? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think Elijah should uh, pray us out. So whenever you're done swallowing your food and making sure it, it has all gone down the digestive tract, then go ahead and um, pray for us. All right. Everybody close their eyes and bow their heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you. I, I just personally want to thank you for this quality time that we were able to um, share upon, you know, our experience with you, even just building a family and the friends that we have now, Father God. I ask that you just bless us and bless Darian as she continues forth with her episodes and her podcast, Lord, that you give her the wisdom and the strength to go through and get through everything, Father God. I ask that you even bless those that um, did not come today, that you just bless them to make it the next time, Lord. And I ask that you bless these people here now um, that are listening and that are online with us, Lord, that you may uh, just keep us pushing forth with you, Father. So in Jesus' name, I pray. I pray, I pray, I pray. Amen. 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 <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I'll be great. munching. I'll be munching, but my prayers be good. All right. Oh, God. Okay. We never said that you weren't anointed. Okay. We never said that. We're just saying you don't follow the rules sometimes, and it's okay. <laughs> but again, I thank you all for listening, and I look forward to seeing you guys again next week on another episode of Unfiltered Woman of Faith. Bye. Bye.